You're listening to the Truth and Love Ministries Church Podcast with Pastor Isaac Nunn. This week, we continue with our series, Stuck in the Middle. Just like the Israelites in the wilderness, sometimes we get stuck in the middle of life. It gets hard to stay faithful in the process when all we want is for God to deliver us from our current troubles. But He's much more interested in using our situations to give us the tools to succeed in the new position He's calling us to. Pastor Nunn explains many of the defeating attitudes and mindsets that keep us from both finding those tools and trapped in the process. Let's take a listen to part 10 of Stuck in the Middle. Don't, you know, the Bible said, don't give place to the devil. That's right. Oh, don't, don't open no door and say, come on in. Yeah, he coming without your invitation. Yeah, so why invite him? Why, 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 why speak something on yourself? In other words, that take me to where I'm going. I know y'all tired of being stuck in the middle. We're going to get out of here in a minute. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves, but when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. And I, and I highlighted the word can't see because that's critical. Yeah. Yeah. Cannot see. Cannot see cannot see how do you see yourself All right. how do you see yourself how do you see yourself if I had to ask you what could you accomplish what would you tell me what could you achieve what would you say how high can you go can you be a millionaire most of us don't even think we can most of, most of us don't think we can. Can you, can you be president, Matt? Can you be the president of the United States? Thank you, sir. Thank you. You got you to gotta be able to see it. You got to be able to see your capability, your potential. So let's look at this one. I got the wrong scripture at the bottom. That should be Genesis chapter 1. But anyway, if you know your Bible, you know it's wrong anyway. He said, (laughs) if you don't know your Bible, I can fool you. He said, then God said, now now this this, this gripped my heart when I read it. Let us make man like us. Man, it don't get no sweeter than that. He He said, let us make man like us. And he said, let him be head over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the cattle and over the earth. Listen now. Look what he said. Over the earth. And over everything that moves on the ground. And God made man in his own likeness. In the likeness of God, he made him. He made both male and female. He said, now, let me read that, that, that part at that top again. Let us make man like us. And then show you how, how crafty the devil is. He come in behind all that and said, God, know that when you eat off of this tree, you're going to be like God. Look what God said to him. He said, now let me make you like me. He already made him like him. And the devil tried to sell him, you can be like him. He don't want you to be like him. I want you to see this because I want you to know who you are. Yeah. 
You were made like God. And let's just, let's just play a little bit. How did God create his world? He believed in his heart. He spoke out of his mouth. And he said, let there be. Let there be. Look at this one. Now that's where it's supposed to be. He said, now, for you made the parts inside me. All right. You put me together inside my mother. Mm-hmm. I will give thanks to you for the greatness of the way I was made brings fear, reverence, awe. Your works are great, and my soul knows it very well. Now, the King James say, he said, I was fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, O God. Now, this is what I want y'all to say. This is what I want y'all to say. If, 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 if you don't mind, if you mind, then y'all just keep riding with the devil. I don't care. It's up to you. This is what I want you to say. I'm made like God. I'm made like God. I mean, that's what he said. That's what he said. And then I want you to look at yourself and say, your works are great. My works are great. God works. Look at yourself. His works are great. They're great. They're great. Look at yourself and say, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, O God. Next time when you get up in the morning, go look in the mirror. And I ain't talking about what you look like, but look in the mirror and say, just marvelous. Just marvelous. This is marvelous. Because I'm going to tell you something. You got to know that it, it depending on how you feel about yourself, it's going to determine how far you can go. Oh, man, what I need now. Let me see. There we go. Everything that we are able to accomplish is based on how we view ourselves. When we see ourselves correctly, there is nothing we can't do. Nothing. Everything that we are able to accomplish is based on how we view ourselves. Now, the sad part of it is that the devil done came and gave us an image before we could actually find out who we really are. See, when I was, when I was growing up, I didn't know I was made like God. I didn't know that. I didn't know I was made like God, so anybody could come along and tell me who I was. My daddy could treat me like I was stupid and make me think I was. Folk could come and speak into my life and say different things, and I believe what they say because they had authority. They were older. But no more people. The greatest limitations placed on us is the ones we are unable to see. Our, when we, when, well, let me get it right. The, the greatest limitations placed on us is the ones where we are unable to see ourselves correctly. You are limited how far you can go by what you can do. You are tolerating stuff because you do not see 
yourself right. Because you don't know who you are. You, you, you walking around here just like me at work, a supervisor over these people and telling somebody, I don't know what we're going to do with them. When you got authority. When you got a say-so. When you can say and change how things are. Now, this is the story where Moses had sent the 12 spies into, into the promised land. He sent them over there to look at the land and, and to see, was it like God said? He said, he said go over there and look and see is the, if, if, the, if, the, if the people are great or they small, or they few, or they many. He said, go over there and see if it's a land that flows with milk and honey. He said, go look and see if the fruit is like God said it was. And then here these people come back. Now, I read it this way. They said, nevertheless, I took it like this. This ain't the least of them. This is about the greatest of them. This is what they're saying. The people be strong that dwell in the land. The cities are wall and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. In other words, he said, man, it's giants over there. It's giants over there. And then they came on and they said this right here. They said, and Caleb stealed the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, it sounded like, sound like us talking, we be not able to go up against the people. For they are stronger than we. <laughs> I just copied and pasted it. No, I didn't write it. I just copied and pasted it. This is how the King James got it. We be, we be not able. They stronger than we. Now, if you were in a courtroom, you would say we got a hung jury. They sent 12 over there and 10 of them say, we can't do it. Two of them said, not guilty. Ten of them said, guilty. Two say, let's go and take the land. Ten said, we be not able. <laughs> Us can't do this. Ten said that. But you know what? This is what thrills my soul. God said if any two on earth would agree. As touching anything they shall ask, it shall be done of them, my Father, which is in heaven, for where two or three are gathered together in my name. He said, there am I in the midst of them. So Joshua and Caleb, they got enough. But then let's go on. And said, they brought up an evil report of the land which they searched un unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it, it's a land that eat up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. In other words, they said, man, if the folk don't kill you, the land going to eat you. And then here, here, here's what you really got to see. It said now, and, the, and, and there we saw giants. Yeah. 
the son of Anak, which come of the giants, and we were in our own sight. Watch out, bro. At grasshopper. And so we were in their sight. Now, three points. While we are being prepared for what has been prepared for us, our enemies are enjoying our prosperity and success. Yes, sir. Let me tell you why I say that, because let me tell you something. God did not drive those people out of the land because he said, if I drive them out, the wild beasts will come in and consume the land. It'll be overgrown. So let me tell you something. Quit being mad with them folk that got your job and get ready and go get it. Quit sitting somewhere talking about how they living and start doing what God tells you and start seeing yourself like he sees you and start cooperating him while he's trying to prepare you because your enemies are in, got your stuff. Man, they sitting over there eating them big old grapes, pomegranate, figs. Land flowing with milk and honey, and all we're doing is sitting over here complaining, talking about they got it all. You know why they got it all? Because you're not ready for what he has ready for you. Every one of us think that we're ready. I thought that I was ready to be a supervisor 17 years before they gave it to me. But you know what? If they had gave me the job, they'd have forgot my name by now. Because I wasn't ready for what I thought I was prepared for. Every one of us sitting somewhere thinking, yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, if God bless me with this. He give me this. I know. Yeah, I, yeah, you know, just like I told the guy that said, man, man, when I hit it big, I'm going to give you half of it. I said, you got 10 in your pocket now, it won't give me five. So, 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 so how are you going to come off a of, uh, 200,000? You can't even split 10 with me. Second point. Not only do I create an image in myself about myself, I create the same image in others about me. Let me tell you something. I know, I know you. I know you tired of folk looking down on you, and tired of folk looking at you a certain way. But let me tell you something. That image came from you. I'm not gonna think you something when you think you nothing. I'm not gonna think you look good when you walk around telling everybody you ugly. I'm not going to think you're going to ever achieve or succeed or be able to do anything when you're the one telling everybody you can't. Amen. The image you create in yourself about yourself is being pushed out to other people. Yes, sir. That's right. That's right. Whether it's spoken or just by how you carry yourself. You telling everybody like, 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 like the world said, don't put all your business out there. But you telling everybody all your business. Just like I used to tell y'all about the meetings I used to be in. You know, if you don't open your mouth, don't nobody know you're stupid. Don't nobody know you're stupid till you start talking. I learned how to sit in the meetings. 
Look intelligent. He got a good point. He's right. Yeah. They think I'm smart as hell because I agreed with him. Just don't ask me no questions. <laughs> just, just don't ask me nothing. Now, it's a bad sign. Listen at this now. It's a bad sign when unbelief sends out sense to be a scout. You know how the Indians, you know, they, they send a scout out to, to go see what's up there, how, where the water is, you know, yeah, yeah. try to spy out the enemy and see what's going on. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so unbelief sent out some scouts, and he sent sense to go check out everything. And sense was pretending to verify God's word by human confirmation. Not to believe God unless a jury of 12 of ourselves agrees is the same as not believing God at all. Amen. God is not, for, for if, it's, if it's not God, but their own contemporaries that they believe after all. In other words, God done proved to them. This is what God told them. God told them, he said, he said now when you go to the land, he said, you're going to find a land doing what? Flowing with milk and honey. He told them, he told them about the, the fruit in the land. He told them about how the land was going to be. They get over there and they see all that. And what do they come back and say? Nevertheless, the folk over there be. Yeah. Yeah. Caleb went over there and saw the land flowing with milk and honey. He saw the fruit. He saw everything that God had said. He said, man, let's go get our stuff. We are well able to take this land. He didn't go over there and see how big folk were. He no. went over there and saw how big it God was. Hallelujah. That's it. That's what he knew. He went to the promised land and said, this is what God has promised me. Let's go get it. See, we've gotten to a place where we don't got so relaxed and so lazy that we waiting on somebody else to do our praying and our fighting. Come on, brother. I'm gonna tell you something. I went to a I went to a convention back in 1990, I believe it was a Norval Hayes convention. It was in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and Norval Hayes is a man that his ministry was about casting out the devil and driving out the devil and and healing and all that kind of stuff. And and when I left that meeting. Man, I was walking on clouds. I mean, I, I, I went down to the mall in Atlanta. I was looking for the devil. I, I mean, where, where he at? Yeah, I'm ready. And you know what? This is what God told me when I was on my way home. He said, he said, Norval Hayes can cast the devil out of you. But he said, you got to deal with the devil yourself. You got to deal with the devil yourself. I can't be at home with you at night when you laying in the bed wrestling with him. I can't, I can't be there when he won't let you sleep. You got to stand up and say, I done had all this. I'm taking. I'm getting ready to go to bed, and I'm going to sleep. 
You know, I, I ever since I ever since I had that stroke, the devil been the devil been man man. I I I be laying in the bed, and it's almost like I'm under anesthesia. I feel myself going under, and I feel like I ain't gonna come back. I, I hurry up and wake out, wake up out of that. And then when I wake up, now nah, I can't go back to sleep. So I'm laying there three or four hours, four or five hours in the night. I'm glad I ain't got to go to work. If it wasn't, I would be working that. So I'm laying there, man, man, I'm, I'm, I'm waking up, looking around the room. You know, I'm, I'm talking all night now. Yeah, I'll make sure everything's working. Y'all, y'all don't know, y'all don't know nothing about that. Y'all don't know nothing about that. If you ain't never been able to talk, you don't know what I'm talking about. Every, every now and then, I, I try not to wake up, and every now and then I said, thank you, Jesus. Thank yeah, it's working. <laughs> Everything Because <laughs> I was laying in there the other day and didn't know it wasn't working. So every now and then, I, I, I groan, make some kind of little noise. And, I, and then I wake up in the middle of the night, and I, Whisper to myself, thank, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Everything working. I can go on back to sleep. <laughs> but if you ain't been there, you don't know. And then they came back and said, yeah, they're stronger than we. That, that would go again, stronger than we. The conclusion of unbelief always leave out God. This is what they did. They actually went out and they saw and they looked at me and they looked at situations and circumstances. They saw how big people were and then they came back and said, we can't do it. And they didn't come back and look and see how big and awesome God was. And God had promised you 40 years ago that you were going to enter into the promised land. He told you it was yours. And guess what? They go over there and talk about, come back talking about how big a man is. Then we get to Gideon. It said, the angel of the Lord showed himself to Gideon and said to him, now look at this now. Look at this. Look what he told him. Look, look what he told him. He said, the Lord is with you. My question to you is, what else do you need? What else do you need? That God started his conversation off at will. I'm with you. And then he started trying to change your image of you, oh powerful soldier. And Gideon said unto him, oh sir, if the Lord is with us, here we go now. Here we go. Here we go. Y'all see them W's up there? Why? Where? Here we go. If the Lord is with us. See, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. He just, oh, man, how stupid can we be? He just said I'm with you. He just told him. Then he come right behind him and say, if you with me. See, I'm going to tell you something. What God said is true. It's real. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Now, it may not always 
look like he's with you. But it does not negate the promise of what he said. Now, when, when I woke up in that room, it didn't look like God was with me. But you know what? As time went on, when I was headed to the bathroom and I was just able to say, back, I, I, I knew everything going to be all right then. Because I, I, I finally got room out. And when I made it to the bathroom, when I came out of the bathroom, I could talk a little bit. I said, I, I know this thing going to be all right now. I know it's going to be all right now. I, I got in there and I started asking, what, 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 where did Bear aspirin? <laughs> Do we have any bear aspirin? And then by that time I looked up there and I saw him and I said, Oh, I see him. <laughs> they say I was supposed to took one. I took two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If it happened again, I'm just gonna shake four or five of them in my mouth. Yeah, I'm going to shake four or five of them in there. I don't care what they say. I'm going to have mine running so thin, boy, just going, man, I can, have, I, can have a, I can have a pinhole and it going to make it. It don't look like he with us. Look what he say. The Lord is with you. He's trying to change the image of yourself. Gideon said unto him, sir, if the Lord be with us, why has all this happened to us? Sound like us. If God be with us, why do all this stuff keep happening? And then we want, after we, after we get the why out, where are all those powerful works and miracles which our father told us about? They said, did not the Lord bring us out of Egypt? Yeah, he brought you out. But guess what? He didn't bring you this far to leave you. Now, you lying right there. He said, but now the Lord has left us alone. He has put us under the power of Midian. Now, I don't, I don't dispute that. He probably did put them under the power of Midian because of what they had done. But he never, ever left them. And then the Lord looked at him and said, go in this strength of yours. What strength? The strength of the fact that I'm with you. And save Israel from the power of Midian. Have I not sent you? Gideon said to him, O oh Lord, how can I save Israel? He said, see my family? They the least in Manasseh. And I'm the youngest in my father's house. Now King James said, I'm, my family is the, is, is the least in Manasseh and I'm the worst one in the family. That's how King James read. King James tell him, tell him, and see, look what he's saying. Look at what he's saying. Now, God has just said, in the opening statement to the conversation with him, I am with you. What else do you need? What else do you need? And he said, go in this strength. And then as soon as God started telling him what to do, he started telling God why he can't do it. Sounds just like us. But the Lord said to him, here you go again now. For sure, 
For sure, I will be with you. You will destroy Midian as one man. I'm going to tell you something, man. I'm going to tell you something. If I woke up, number one, and God told me, well, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me back this story up. Let me back this story up. Because I remember one time God did tell me that. I remember one morning I was going to, I had to go to court. And, and before I went to court, God spoke to me. He said, now, when you get in the courtroom, he said, I want you to see the judge as me sitting there. He said, I want you to see all them other people as the angels there. So I'm going to court, man. I'm, I'm walking up in there like I'm one of the judges. <laughs> you know? I walk up in there, man. They go through their little proceedings and everything. And next thing you know, the man hit the gavel. Go with the deputy. Wait a minute, huh? <laughs> This, this don't seem like God in here. <laughs> I, I would like Gideon. Where be the miracles? <laughs> Why are you not with we? <laughs> Why are you leave we? This man just told me to go with the deputy. Why are you not with we? You just told me you were going to be with we while I left home. This man telling we to go with the deputy. I stepped on the other side of them doors. This man had them cuffs out. Yeah. I'm like, Vic, Vic know about them. He, don't, he, he, he used to wear a pair of them. <laughs> He been on the other side of that courtroom wall where you, where you go out the wall and they put you in that little cell outside on the back side of there. Yeah. But you know what? God was with me the whole time. He was with me the whole time. But you know what? He, a lesson has to be learned. God had to teach us something. He had to tell us something. He had to show us something. Now, here we go to Moses. He said, now, but Moses said to God, who am I? To go to Pharaoh and bring the people of Israel out of Egypt. Now look what God said to him. I'll be with you. I'll be with you. Now, here, here's the problem. God has made that same promise to every one of us. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll be with you. And then look what Moses said. Moses said to the Lord, Lord, I'm not a man of words. Have never been. Even now, since you spoke to your servant, I'm still not. I still can't talk. Moses was kind of like Peter, in my opinion. He said, for I'm slow in talking, and it is difficult for me to speak. I can just see Moses now. He'll hear God telling Moses. He said, now you're going to go and you're going to set the people free. And, and, and I need you to go talk to Pharaoh. I need you to go speak to Pharaoh and, and tell him these things that I'm saying. And I can see Moses now. God, you know I can't talk. He was talking good up to that point. He done went and had conversation with Jethro. He done went and talked to the family, done did all this stuff. And now when God tell him to go and I'm going to need you to speak to Pharaoh, he's 
g g God, I'm slow to start talking. It's hard for me to speak. And then the Lord said to him, who made man's mouth? Now, now this part hit home when I read this. He said, who makes a man not able to speak? Oh, here. Oh, here. I went to the hearing part. I can hear good. <laughs> he said, who makes a man not able to speak? Or here. Or makes one blind able to see. Is it not I, the Lord? And I'm saying, I'm thinking to myself, man, I don't know whether he made me where I couldn't speak, but he sure gave it back. Amen. He sure gave it back. When God calls us to do something for, for, the, for most of us, this is what we do. Look at our situation and determine that it is impossible for us to accomplish. Let me tell y'all something. Everything that God has told me to do, I didn't have sense enough to do it. I'm telling you, I did not have sense enough to do it. And now, God, God done blessed us with this property over here. And you know what? I ain't got a clue what I'm doing. I'm going to tell you up front. But guess what? When we got this building right here, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. Amen. Let me tell you something else. Good. When we got to working on that over there, I didn't have a clue on what we were doing. And this over here, I ain't got a clue what we're going to do. But you know what? If God did it two times, what's going to stop him from doing it three? Both of these men had the same promise from God that he would be with them, yet, like most of us, we continue to focus on our circumstances and our inabilities. God done made you a promise. He done made every one of us a promise. I will be with you. Listen to what he said. In the book of Psalms, he said, I'll be with you in trouble. I will deliver you and honor you, and with long life will I satisfy you, and I'll show you my salvation. So if God has made us a promise that he'll be with us in trouble, why do we have problems with trouble? Why are we acting like Moses and Gideon? Why are we acting like those men when God said, I will be with you? We ought to face trouble with confidence because what? He said, I'll be with you. He made the same promise to us. Truly, when we get a word from God, if we can see how we can do it, it probably didn't come from God. If your dream big enough for you to do, God ain't gave it to you. The stuff that I'm dreaming about, I'm not going to live to see. Because it's bigger than me. If you got a dream that you can see it, see the completion of it, if you got something that you can finish, if you got something that you don't need nothing outside of you, go back and pray. It ain't God. God don't give us dreams. I mean, like Moses, 
How can, one, how can you send one man to deliver three million people against a king that has an army? You'd be a fool to go and see this man. At, but God. For most of our inability is built into us before God ever calls us to do anything. The devil seeks to accomplish this before we ever realize that is a devil. Let me tell you something. Most of us been programmed, been told stuff, stuff been built into us before we ever, ever get saved and realize it's the devil working. Amen. We're too young, we're too ignorant, we're too naive to know that the devil is telling us all this stuff. He's building something. He's making you feel inferior. As a black race, as a black race, what did he tell us? What are, they, what are they still telling you? Let me ask y'all a question. What did most of y'all say when y'all saw two, the two black folk that were running for president? Huh? What you say? Oh, yeah, but the white one, we can. Okay. I, I just, okay, I'm just, just, I'm just trying to get it straight. So, so, so what did most of us say when we saw uh, Kamala Harris and Cory Booker running for president? Come on, Sunshine, tell me what you thought. What you thought about it, Matt? What you thought about it, Brother Marvin? I'm, I'm just going to be honest. I thought I, they ain't going to let it happen twice. Not twice. They ain't going to let it happen twice. <laughs> That's what I thought. Because guess what? I, we already been programmed. We already been programmed that it can't happen. We already been told certain things cannot be accomplished. We already been told, not like, like, the, like the governor in Virginia. Yeah. We already, you know, I was shocked when they said they only, out of 240 something years, they only had three black governors. Three. 240 years. You know how many governors that been? That's a lot of governors, bro. And we've had three. And now they, they, they probably fighting this because. The black man waiting in line. But, 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 but there's so many things. You know, when I was growing up, you know, I, I didn't even know that I was going to the backside of the doctor's office. I, I didn't even know. I didn't even realize that all the black folk was over here and all the white folk was over here when I went in Dr. Uh, Weldon's office. I didn't even know it. I was 30-something years old. In the barbershop, listen to them have a conversation when I realized it was divided. Wow. Going, at, going all the time. We were separated. We were divided. And I didn't even, I didn't even, I didn't even know it. Children don't even think that kind of stuff. And wasn't nobody even telling me, so I didn't even know. Yeah, they, these children back here sitting back here looking, they, they wondering what I'm talking about. They don't even know that there was a day there was only one doctor in, in Opelika that would see black people. One. And zero dentists. 
Your dentist was at the house with a pair of pliers or a string. Yeah. Your dentist was at the house. And there's so many things that was built into us, that's been told to us, that we've, been, that we've heard, that is hindering us from going to where we can be. Neighborhoods we don't even try to go live in. Places we don't, jobs we don't even apply for. Because we say on the, at the beginning, they're not going to hire me. They're not going to give me that job. They're not going to allow me to do that. Let me tell you something. You're not going to get there because of what you're saying to and about yourself. You have already determined that you're a grasshopper and that's how they see you. You have already determined you're not qualified, and that's how they see you. Let me tell you something. When I applied for my job, you talking about not qualified? I was the picture of non-qualification. I was the image of non-qualification, but guess what? I was also the image of God's son. Amen. And where God wants you to go? I don't care how ignorant you are. I don't care how black you are. I don't care about none of that. God can get you where he wants you to be. But we got to change what we say and what we see about ourselves. Long before we knew about salvation, the devil was working on his plan to plan of defeat, filling our minds with impossibilities. Long before you ever knew anything about God, he was doing this. He was telling you this. He was putting this mess in your head. And he do it through so many methods and means. He do it so subtle. I look at TV. I, I watch TV. And when I look at TV, I, I, I'm going to tell you what I always watch. I watch and see when they show all the news anchors. I say, okay, one, two, two and a half. What am I counting? Black folk. When I see the picture of, of the corporate office of Briggs and Stratton, I say, <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I'm telling you, all of this stuff puts an image in your mind. All of this stuff, everything that they do, everything they do on, on, on TV. That's why, that's why they call it tell-a-vision. It's telling you a vision. Right. It's giving you a vision. And what does the vision look like? Every time I see a Trump meeting, what do I see? I'm looking like. And he holding a sign. Blacks for Trump. Man, come on. Come on, just say Black. Don't say, don't put no S on it. <laughs> you the only one in there. After salvation, we still, most of us operate from the same mindset that we had before we were saved and therefore end up in the same position as people who don't know God. Most of us don't ever change our mindset. Most of us do not ever change how we think. And I'm telling you, that's your job. Most of us don't change how we think. We keep thinking the same thing and we keep expecting a different result. We think that we can pray to God and it's going to overrule what we think. 
God can't overrule, make you a king when you think you're a slave. Come on, bro. He can't overrule that. How's he, how will he put you in, in a palace because you being a slave, all you're going to do is bring all them other slaves in and run the mansion down. I mean, we got to change how we think. We got to change how we think. We cannot keep thinking the same thing and then wonder why we're not getting ahead. I told a man this the other day. This is what God told me. I was, I was in debt. Man, I was in debt. I, I'm, man, they, you know how you know, back in the day, Vic, they send them checks in the mail. All you had to do was sign them, and that was the loan. I, I, I had two or three men, they sent me a $1,500 check, boy, shoot. And I'm, 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 I'm wondering already how I'm going to pay these bills, boy, shoot. I'm signing and going to put that joke in the bank. And now I got another bill I can't pay. <laughs> <laughs> but I made it through the day. You know what I'm saying? That's how, that's how most of our mindset is. This generation we living in now, that's all they think about. When they, when they get ready to quit their job, this is what they think Okay, some food at home. Mama already paid the rent. Lights no. Okay, I ain't taking. I ain't gotta take this. They walk on out the door. You know, I'm thinking. I'm thinking, man. I'm thinking about eating not not tomorrow. I'm thinking about eating next week and next month. You know, all they thinking about is you know, I, I saw two. I saw two wieners in the refrigerator. I'm good tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see a freezer with some stuff in it. <laughs> and still that ain't enough. <laughs> but we, we gotta change, we gotta change how we see stuff, how we view stuff. Our mind has to change in order for us to progress and move and advance. If we don't, we're gonna we're gonna keep we're gonna stay where we are. And back to my story, my story was this. God told me when I was um, I was trying I was trying to get out of debt. And this, this is the image that God gave me. He said, just like a man digging a hole. He said, keep digging a hole. Keep digging, keep digging, keep digging. And that's what you're doing when you're getting in debt. And he said, all of a sudden, you wake, look around one day and you realize, man, man, how did I get in this big old hole? Mm -hmm. And he said, you start taking that same shovel, trying to dig your way out, and all you do is dig deeper. And that's what I was doing. He said, you cannot use the same mind that got you in to get you out. Right. And God told me, he said, I'm going to get you out. The same way you got in, one dollar at a time. One dollar at a time. And you know what? I was grateful because if somebody come and snatch you out of something and it didn't cost you nothing, I'll give you two weeks. It's almost like uh, loan consolidation. You know, folk go, man, I'm going to go consolidate all my bills. I'm going to get them all. I ain't got, I ain't got but one bill. I'm going to have it made. And then next thing you know, you, you're looking at QVC. Oh, that ain't but $40 a month. I can get me one of them. Then you look over here and you go down there and say, shoot, I can get that right there. It ain't but $25 a month. Then you look over here, man, I can get that car. It ain't but $200 a month. And then the next thing you know, you're right back where you were because it didn't cost you nothing to get out. You, have, you hadn't really changed anything. Your mindset is still the same as it always have been, and you're going to continually do the same thing and get the same results and then pray and ask God, why can't I get ahead? That's almost like you keep bumping your head on the wall and ask God, why I got a knot on my head? Yeah, you keep running into the same darn wall. 
With the same mindset, we choose our friends, mates, and make lifelong decisions. We find jobs based on limitations. Everything we pursue is pursued from a mind of weakness and brokenness. I'm going to tell you something. Most of us get jobs based on how, what we think we can do. We never apply for anything that we think is above us. We tell ourselves they won't hire us. We tell ourselves, I can't do that. And listen at this. We make choose our friends. Listen to me close. Most folk choose friends that's going to keep you where you are. Most of us choose friends that broke in the same place we broke. Let me tell you something. You don't find broke folk go hang out folk with folk got money unless they're trying to get some of it. Most time, broke folk, man, broke folk hang together. They all sitting on here talking, about, man, you got anything? No, I ain't got nothing. You got anything? Leroy, you got anything? No, man, I ain't got nothing. That's y'all whole conversation. That's our whole conversation. If you want to change how you think, you got to change who you hang around. You cannot hang around folk that talking death and destruction and think you're going to live. A man told a story one time. They said this man was always positive. He was always positive. And said he was in a store one day and they came in the store and robbed the store. And the man got shot. And said when the paramedics came and looked at him, he saw the look in their eyes. And said, he saw the look that he wasn't going to live. And he opened his eyes and he looked up at those paramedics. True story. He looked at those paramedics. He said, do not work on me like I'm dying. He said, work on me like I'm going to live. Because I'm going to tell you something. People can, a, a, a doctor can look at you and say, mm, he ain't going to make it. And guess what? His actions are going to follow his thoughts. And he going to start with, again, two of them pills over there and let him go. No yeah. And you got a chance to live. Don't quit hanging around people. Quit choosing lifelong friends and making decisions based on weakness and, 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 and defeat. Find somebody that disagree with you. Don't hang around folk that agree with you because you're going to always stay where you are as long as you find somebody that say what you say. And that's what we're looking for. You want to stay poor? Keep hanging around folk that ain't got nothing. They'll tell you all day long how you ain't going to never have nothing. You can't ever get anywhere. You can't ever accomplish anything. You know, and black folk had this bad. You know, man, huh? man they don't need you going up there. Them white folk ain't going to let you have nothing. That was the story of our life. I heard my mom, I, my mama could have made a song out of that. You ain't no need in you going up there. Them white folk ain't going to let you have nothing. You know, she could have made a song. And then that man, whatever his name is, came out with this. If it ain't one thing, it's no. She started saying that. I said, Lord, help me. Yeah. He thought he was doing something. He didn't know he was putting us deep in the hole. Every time we turn around, it ain't one thing, it's another. And boy, it sounds good. We, we snapping our finger and dancing to poverty. If it ain't one thing, you, hey, what you saying? If Fritz ready to go ahead and break down, because it ain't one thing. Go, call, go ahead and tell, it's going to be another. You know, 
Ruth start leaking. It ain't going to be one thing, it's another. Just keep on singing it. Keep on. Keep on. Out of a while, you believe it. Next thing you know, every time you turn around, something tearing up, you can't get ahead. Because of what we think. Because what we've been programmed to believe. And because of who we hang around and what we listen to. They can say whatever they want. But that's why a lot of these young boys walk around here killing folk. Shooting polices. Because of the garbage you put in your head. Exactly right. The garbage that you feed yourself. We even try to overcome our bondage with this weakness and powerless view. You think you're going to get free thinking that craziness. You ain't going to get free. You can't get free. You got to go outside of what you are doing and what you believe. We despise others that we see free from what we struggle with and give ourselves reason why they succeed and we can't. <coughs> well, you know, they, they mama had money. <laughs> you know, they died, they died and came into some money. That, that, that's going to be your reason to be poor. So that you're going to justify why you don't have nothing and ain't going to have nothing. Well, you know, you know, my mama, they struggled all their life and I didn't. Didn't have, didn't have no chance, and I can't get no good job. And you just tell yourself all kind of lies and all kind of stories and feed yourself all kind of garbage and then to justify where you are. Quit trying to justify where you are and tell yourself why you can go where you want to be. Amen, you are limited because of what you think. God wants us to understand that there is a power that is available to all to set us free from anything that we that seek to hold us down. There is a power that's available to all. This is this what he said. He said, that's why I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform. He said, do not let the world shape you to its pattern. But be transformed, metamorphosed, made over. Be like the butterfly. Go into a cocoon by the renewing of your mind, by changing your mind. Then you will be able to test, prove what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. He said, you're not going to be able to do it until you change your mind. Listen to me good, folk. Listen to me good. The soul, your soul is the link between your spirit and your body. You can be connected to God in your spirit and manifesting something else in your body. Because your mind is the link. I'm, let me put it to you this way. Your mind is the computer that searches for something to match what your spirit is saying. This is what I'm trying to tell you. If God speaks something to you, this is what your mind does. Your mind, your mind do a Google search. Just say healing, and your mind do a Google search. If you hadn't studied the word, you hadn't meditated the word, got the word in your heart, then when it comes up, it's going to say, no results found. And your, and your mind going to say, that ain't true. Not real. Can't happen. Because our mind tells us what? In order to be healed, we got to do what? We got to go to a doctor. We got to take some medicine. We got to have a surgery. If we don't renew our mind to the fact that Jesus is a healer, still heals. See, most churches and preachers have told us 
that that was in the days of the apostles. But Jesus said, I'm the same. He said in Malachi, he closed the book of Malachi with, I am the Lord thy God, and I change not. He said, what I did yesterday, I'll do it today, and I'll do it forever. So if he healed then, he'll heal now. The problem is, here's the problem. We want Jesus to actually be here like he was then. I mean, if I could see him, I might could believe him. But if you can't believe him now, you won't believe him then. He said, don't be conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. He said, then you can prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Now look at what Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22 and 24 says. He said, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self. He said, now you got to do this thing like a coat. You got to take the old man off and you got to put him aside with the corrupt, which is being corrupted by his deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created like what? To be like God in true righteousness and holiness. How, how did he say we were going to get there? He said we got to be made new in the attitude of our minds. He said, you got to stop thinking what you're thinking. You can't keep thinking what you're thinking and think that things are going to change. Your mind, the seed, the, 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 the thought that you're having is the seed for the next word and the next action that you're going to take. Amen. You don't think nothing without doing it. You don't do nothing without thinking it. You don't say nothing without thinking it. So if whatever's going on in your mind, that's what, and let me tell you something. The devil is so stupid, he tried to tell you what he's going to do to you before he do it. And how's he doing it? He put a thought in your head. If the devil want to kill you, just like he want to kill me, what is he going to do? When I lay down, he's going to tell me what? You ain't going to wake up. You're going to die. And I have to constantly say, mm-mm. I'm going to get to that. Everything related to deliverance and change starts with the mind. If you want to be delivered, if you want your life to change, then you got to start working on your mind. See, what we do, we try to change our lives by changing stuff that our hands can touch. You got to change what you think. If you want your life to change, change what you think about. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5, he says, Oh, we walk in the flesh. We do not walk after the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. Through, look, look what he said now. To the pulling down of strongholds. Now, I want to go backwards with you. He said, now, the pulling down of strongholds, and then he said, now, you got to, you got to, I did it again. There we go. He said, now, you got to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring it into captivity, every thought to the obedience of Christ. In other words, this is what he's telling them now. He said, now, he said, now thoughts turn into what? Come on now. Go up with me. Imagination. A thought turned into imagination, and imagination turned into what? A stronghold. Because, see, once you think it, you start seeing it. Once you see it, then it gets to be a stronghold in your mind, and you can't get free from it. So he said what we got to do is, he said we got to deal with the thought so that the thought don't turn into an imagination and the imagination don't turn into a stronghold. 
He said, because once it gets to be a stronghold, now you need to be delivered. And most of us have strongholds in our mind Amen. that tell us we can't, that tell us God won't, that tell us this will, will never happen. And, and, and this is what most of us say, I can't see how that'll happen. Imagination. If you get the right thought, then you can see. If you sit and think about it, sit somewhere one day, Brother Lewis, and see yourself slim. Just sit and imagine. Because the Bible says in Genesis chapter 11 verse 6. He said whatever they have imagined to do. It shall not be restrained from them. That's why he said I get, we must come down. We must go down. And so you got to realize. That you got to see it. Before you can have it. That's why I tell folk a lot of times. A lot of stuff I can't do. Until I see it through. You know, my wife said, you, you need to fix that in there. And I'll be sitting around being like, hmm, I, I, I need to go do some research and study. Now, when I can see it, I'll go tackle it. But I'm not going fooling with nothing, and, and I can't see the end of it. Thank God for YouTube. <laughs> when we change our minds, we find new ability and strength. You change your mind. Here's that, here's that ability and strength. Start telling yourself this. I can do all things. Now, this scripture actually is, 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 is kind of out of context. We use it kind of out of context. But he's talking about, I know how to be a base. I know how to abound. I know how to suffer need. I know how to be in, in plenty. He said, but he said, I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. You can get new wisdom. He said, for who has known? Say this to yourself every day. Who had known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have what? The mind of Christ. The mind of Christ. In other words, I have the capability, if I use it, to think like God. Remember, he made us what? Like him. So I have the capability to think like him because he not only gave me an image, he gave me his mind. Say this, when, 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 uh, when the snatch man block your way, <laughs> you, you, you got to stand right up and say, my God shall supply all my needs. <laughs> what Brother Lewis said, when the bill collector call your, call your house, yeah, you get on that phone and say hallelujah anyway if you want to. <laughs> Uh, we got to learn to say, my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. He said, man, the sparrow, the birds of the air, he feed them, he take care of them, and they don't have to do anything. Our health. Who is own self? Look now, look now, look. Look at everything on this script. It's everything in his past here. Who is own self? Bear our sins in his own body on the tree. Now let me explain to you why that's significant. It's significant because Sin has to be paid for in the body. So Jesus actually bore sin in his body on the tree. And he said, now, we being dead to sin, which means we're dead to its effect, the results of it, which is sickness, poverty, and disease. And then he said, now, you should live under righteousness. In other words, now, I've been empowered to live right. 
and then by his stripes, I've been healed. See, Jesus, see, they said, they said when they have prairie fires, what they usually do is go set the place on fire before the fire, and it won't burn in the same place twice. That's what happened with Jesus. The wrath of God done fell on Jesus one time. So he said, now you're in Christ. So by us being in Christ, the wrath won't fall on us no more. And said, by his stripes, he were healed. By him bearing the sickness, we are healed. But we got to say it and believe it. Authority, security, stability. Now, this has been my life-saving scripture. This scripture took me through the, uh, what you call that thing they put right here? MRI machine, uh, CAT scan, whatever, whichever one they're doing. I got in that thing, man, I couldn't breathe. And I'm, I'm like, God, I'm going to have to get up out of this thing. Yeah. And I, this is what I said. I said, for God have not given me the spirit of fear. But I said, he's given me power, which means authority. He's given me love, which, which means security. He's given me a sound mind, which means stability. So I said to myself, I said, now, I have authority over this thing. I'm not going to die. I'm secure because God loved me. And I'm stable because I, he, he gave me a sound mind. And I kept laying there and saying, God has not given me the spirit of fear, but power, authority, security, stability. And all of a sudden, while I was laying in that machine, the peace came over me. The peace of God came over me. Life. Listen to this. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Look at this now. I love this. He said, the Lord has chastened me sore. But look. He has not given me over unto death. In other words, he said, he said, man, God came and whooped me. But he didn't let death come and get me. Yeah. He said, he said, he said, he said, he said, he said God pulled the belt out. And he chasing me. He whipped me good. But he didn't let death get me. And I'm grateful. Trust. Believe in and rely on Jesus and his word to bring us from the process to the promotion. Trust, rely, trust in and rely on Jesus and his word to bring us from the process to the promotion. Let me tell you all something. You know, God, the, the devil, once he gets you in a mindset, once he gets you in a mindset, he don't have to be bothered with you. He don't have to keep an eye on you. And let me show you a perfect example of that. When God spoke, God spoke to the, to the waters. This is what he said. He said, now, he told the water, say, he said, water, what? You can't go so far, right? Now, God don't have to manage that water. The word already been spoken. So every time the water run up to the bank, it say, can't go no far. That word, restrain it. That word restrained it. It go back. And you know what? This is what the devil do to us. This is what the devil do to us. He said, he don't put, put something in your mind to block you and to stop you. And you said, can't go no further. Go back. You just like the wave of the sea. And you spend your whole life thinking you progressing. All you're doing is just like the wave of the sea. You go forward, you come back. Go forward, 
you come back. Got a little money? Broke. Got a little money? Broke. Got a little money? Broke. Got a little, and that's all you do. All you lie. Never progressing. Never going. Never changing. Nothing ever going any further. We just continually do the same thing over and over because we refuse to change our mind. And let me tell you something. You are never going to get out of where you are until you deal with what you think about. I know everybody thinks that's kind of hard, it's kind of difficult. Let me tell you something. Don't try to deal with all your thoughts. Just deal with the ones that are causing you the most trouble. Just deal with the ones that are hindering you, that's blocking you. Deal with the ones that's causing you the issues. If you deal with those, just like I tried, like, like I told me and my wife were talking one time. You know, most folks, when they try to clean up the house, you know, they go in the kitchen, they wash the dishes. Go in the bathroom, they clean the toilet. Go in the bedroom, they make up the bed. Go in the living room, they dust the table. Guess what? It's the house still ain't clean. Clean one room. Just clean one room, and then you can look back and say, okay, I got that one. And what we try to do is, we try to fix our life. Don't try to fix your life. Pick a room. Pick a room. Pick an issue. Whether it be physical, sickness, whether it be financial, whether it be a mental thing, whether it be something that you're dealing with or going through, pick a room. Because if you don't, all you're going to do is you're going to Run over here, you're going to wipe this off. You're going to run over there, you're going to clean that. You're going to come over here and sweep this. You're going to do this and get what? Your house still tore up. It's still dirty. You just got clean spots. <laughs> you just got a few clean spots. So God help us. God help us. God help me. God help me. I'm telling you, I don't know about y'all. I don't know about y'all, but I, I I feel like now I'm in a I'm in a I'm in a fight for my life. It's critical. It's critical. It's critical because because the devil tell you if you had one you can have another one. If he did it before he can do it again. And you gotta fight. You 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 gotta say uh uh no I'm not I'm not I'm not, I'm not tolerating this. This is not gonna happen. No, I'm not going to live this way. I'm not going to live in fear. I'm not going to live being afraid to die. I'm not going to be in, live being afraid of, of stuff and things. I got to be to the place where I can say, God has not given. This didn't come from God. But I got security, authority, and stability. <clears throat> I'm going to live. I'm going to not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. And Hey, he chasing me. He chased me, brother. He whooped me. But he didn't take me. He didn't take me. He made me think. He made me look around and think. He made me think. You ain't got but a moment. That's all you got. What is your life? It's like a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. All you got is right now. This is all you got. Them promises about things you told folk you're going to do next week. Them doctor's appointments I got. That's a maybe. All I got is right here, right now.
That's why whatever you need to say, whoever you need to tell something to, whatever you need to fix, now the time. Now the time. Now the time because, hey, yesterday gone, sweet Jesus, and tomorrow may never be mine. All I got is right here, right now. Trust, believe in Jesus. Trust and rely and depend on him. Trust his word. Because once you get his word, I'm telling you, you got some power, you got some authority. You can, you can, you can move, you can go places, you can change your life, you can, you can succeed, you can prosper. I'm not telling you you're going to have a million dollars and you're going to live in a mansion on the north side of town. I'm not telling you that. But I'm telling you, you can accomplish everything that God has planned for you. You don't have to live and tolerate what you're to living and tolerating with. Vic, speak to that leg and tell that leg, hey, hey, we got, we got, we got some things to do. Get yourself together. We got to walk. We got, I, I'm not finished. Tell the devil, you ain't finished. I got some grandchildren I'm planning on seeing. I'm planning on going out in the yard and playing with uh, 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 Jared Jr. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I am. I'm planning on, I'm planning on going. I, 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 got, I got one on the way. I'm planning on, I'm planning on uh, 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 kissing a doll or whatever they do with little girls. I don't know what they do with little girls. You know, whatever it is, I'm planning on doing it. I ain't, I ain't going. You ain't, I ain't taking me. I got to build that building over there. I ain't got time for this. Mm -mm, mm -mm. No, I got to live. I got to live. You got to live. You got to live. You're going to prosper. You're going to succeed. You're going to be blessed. God going to work. He's going to move. He's going to change some things. You don't have to keep living like you're living. We ain't got to be paycheck to paycheck. You can come out. You can overcome. You can succeed. You got the victory. Jesus already declared you to have the, the, the triumph and the win. You just got to start walking in it. You got to believe it. You got to accept it. You got to deny what the devil is telling you. Gotta, you got to wake up and say, hey, I had enough of this. Martavia, when you go look in that mirror tomorrow, say, hey, marvelous. It's marvelous. Jack, yeah, go in there and look in that mirror and tell the devil how good you look, girl. Man, I ain't telling what they talking about. They don't know what this is. They don't know what I got and who I know. Yeah. I know, and, and see, we don't, we, we, fail to, we fail to recognize a lot of times these children going through struggles. The devil after them. Nine-year-olds nine committing suicide. Man, I was nine years old. I wouldn't think about killing nothing. Especially not me. I didn't even know, I didn't even know nothing could die at nine. I, I didn't. Every, every grave I looked in, they were old and wrinkled up. I mean, it's just the past 20, 30 years we start bearing children. Young folk. When I was growing up, man, it, I mean, for a young person to die, it was tragic. You go look in a casket, man. You looking at an old man laying up there, Miss Ward, and I fixed him up. <laughs> yeah, but we win, y'all. We win. We already been declared a winner. That was Pastor Nunn with Stuck in the Middle, Part 10. 
If you enjoyed what you heard, make sure to subscribe and share with someone you know. And tune in next week for more sermons from Truth and Love Ministries Church.